If you're keeping score, it's Wednesday, October 11th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. It's day five of Israel's war with the Palestinian terror group Hamas. We'll dive straight into the unfolding developments on the ground and explore the potential realities of a ground offensive deep into Gaza. That's the anticipated next chapter of this conflict. Next, we continue to monitor the ongoing hostage crisis as the U.S. refuses to rule out a special operations rescue mission for Americans being held in Gaza. And meanwhile, tensions flare and differences are highlighted within the European Union as the EU appears to reverse its decision made following the Hamas attacks to suspend aid to Palestinians. And lastly, in today's Back of the Brief, while all eyes are on the Israel-Hamas standoff, Ukraine faces a chilling deja vu. Russia's tactics threaten a bitter winter for Ukrainians, pushing them into a dire plea for aid. Could the Israel crisis surprisingly become Ukraine's unexpected lifeline? We'll examine the Biden administration's unique strategy to fund both hotspots. But first, the latest news from the ground. The death toll, it just keeps climbing, with a number of dead on both sides now ranging somewhere between 1,800 and perhaps even beyond 2,000. At least 14 Americans are included among those casualties. Israel has not let up on its airstrikes against Hamas targets, while Hamas relentlessly launches rocket barrages from Gaza, constantly testing the resilience of Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. Meanwhile, we're learning grim new details about the terror blitz that precipitated this conflict. During their brutal rampage through southern Israel, Hamas militants targeted Kfar Azah, a kibbutz located around three miles from the Gaza border. And the accounts coming in now are horrific, drawing parallels with the past brutal actions of ISIS. IDF soldiers recount discovering infants gruesomely beheaded and entire families murdered in their sleep. To give you an idea of the, of the gravity of this, the bodies of about 40 babies and young children have reportedly been taken out on gurneys. So, what's the next chapter? Well, now that the military has regained control of the communities in southern Israel, targeted by Hamas in their offensive, Israel appears to be setting the stage for an imminent ground operation inside Gaza. Countless airstrikes over the past few days are intended to not only destroy specific targets, but also pave the way for IDF troops. The objective? Well, the objective is to annihilate militants, obliterate their command centers, and eradicate weapons stockpiles. As Israeli government and military officials have repeatedly stated since the weekend, the objective is the destruction of Hamas. In preparation for what's shaping up to be an enormously difficult operation, Israel is calling up massive numbers of reservists. We're talking about 300,000-plus soldiers readying themselves, marking Israel's largest ever short-notice mobilization. To put some context around the upcoming ground offensive into the heart of Hamas-controlled territory, let's have a quick geography review of the Gaza Strip. Now, the Strip in total is only about 140 square miles. In comparison, the city of London is about 600 square miles. The Strip is a sliver of land on the southeastern shore of the Mediterranean Sea, 
bordered by Egypt to the south and Israel to the north and the east. It shares a border of approximately 36 miles with Israel. Now, while Gaza is obviously and clearly small, there are some 2 million people calling it home and making it one of the globe's most densely populated spots. The point being, any ground operation into Gaza will mean navigating a very packed urban landscape and a landscape controlled by Hamas and its armed elements. It's their home turf. And it has an extensive system of underground tunnels built by Hamas and used to move weapons and fighters, stockpile missiles and other hardware, and now, likely, to hide hostages taken during the weekend's attacks. The recent intelligence failure concerning Hamas's operation suggests that the IDF might not yet still fully grasp Hamas's modus operandi within Gaza. With the focus on militant targets, the tragic truth is civilians are bound to get caught in the crossfire, and Hamas over the years has shown a casual disregard when it comes to putting their own people in harm's way. Even as the IDF urges Gaza's residents to evacuate their homes for safety, many can't due to logistical reasons or because Hamas obstructs their escape. Given Hamas's track record of embedding their operations, their personnel and stockpiles within civilian infrastructure, it's a nightmare scenario that's sure to challenge every IDF move. All right, after the break, we'll update you on the escalating hostage situation as the U.S. government considers a direct rescue mission in Gaza. Plus, we'll take a closer look at the EU's response and its waffling over suspending aid to the Palestinians. I'll be right back. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's aah.com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. While our attention is understandably centered on the relatively small area where active fighting is taking place, the impact of this conflict is truly global. Over 25 countries from Europe, Asia, and the Americas report their citizens either killed, held captive, or missing after Hamas's attack into Israel. The estimates vary, but reports from the Israeli Ministry of Defense suggest that Palestinian terrorists have taken at least 150 people hostage 
most of whom are Israeli citizens. But senior Israeli military officials also believe that many of these individuals could hold dual citizenship or could have been working in Israel at the time of the attack. International outlets are echoing these concerns. The BBC states that at least two UK citizens have vanished. France's foreign ministry is scrambling to locate 14 of its nationals. And even Thailand is affected, with reports suggesting 11 Thai nationals are now hostages. As a quick aside, you might be surprised to learn that Thailand is emerging as one of the nations most affected by this conflict outside of, of course, Israel itself. An estimated 30,000 Thais work in Israel, many at kibbutz farms near the border with Gaza. Reports indicate that 18 Thai nationals have been killed, which further shows that Hamas terrorists were indiscriminate in who they targeted. Now, closer to home, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in the U.S. admits that while the exact number remains uncertain, over 20 Americans are unaccounted for. It's a sobering reminder of the U.S. government's duty to its citizens worldwide. And in line with that responsibility, the U.S. reportedly has not dismissed the idea of a high-stakes special operations rescue mission, especially if American citizens are proven to be among those abducted. Hamas, for their part, claims to have secured the hostages away in safe places and tunnels inside Gaza. They've issued a stark warning, threatening to kill hostages if Israel strikes civilian homes without advance notice. As we've said, this is an international crisis. And one of the first international bodies to act following Saturday's attack was the European Union. The EU's Commissioner for Neighborhood and Enlargement made a bold move, announcing that the European Commission is revisiting its sizable development aid for Palestinians, totaling some 692 million euros, or roughly $730 million. He was adamant, stating that all payments to the Palestinians have been, quote, immediately suspended. His message was perfectly clear, adding that there was, quote, no basis for business as usual. But, apparently, not all member states were united on this. The abrupt decision from the EU commissioner startled several EU members, including Ireland, the Netherlands, and Spain. The Dutch prime minister emphasized that the EU does not finance Hamas to begin with. Okay, now, that's arguable, considering that money is obviously fungible, and Hamas essentially governs Gaza. He urged the EU to discern between Hamas, the terror organization, and the innocent Palestinians, who he believes are just as much the victims right now. And he's not wrong. They're the victims. They're victimized by Hamas. It seems that the EU is now recalibrating its stance. A recent statement revealed its launch of an urgent review of the EU's assistance for Palestine to ensure that no EU funds indirectly bolster any terrorist activity against Israel. But it does look like the money will continue to flow. While some of the EU funds designated for the Palestinians inevitably end up bankrolling Hamas's actions against Israel, given that Hamas controls Gaza, the reality is that Upwards of 90% of Hamas's budget needs are met by Iran. Switching gears to the United Nations, they've shown reluctance in backing sanctions against Israel's actions in Gaza. The UN's human rights chief, Volker Turk, labeled Israel's total siege of Gaza as, quote, prohibited under international law, 
and urged Israel to safeguard civilians and their properties during assaults. All right, coming up in today's Back of the Brief segment, you wouldn't know it from the lack of media coverage, but there is still a war going on in Ukraine. We'll have an update on that front when we come back. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver, with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment. They pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, healthcare preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash Mike. That's trustandwill.com slash Mike. Welcome back. While our eyes are glued to the Israel-Hamas conflict, it's easy to forget that the almost two-year war between Russia and Ukraine continues to rage on. Over the past several weeks, A familiar-looking pattern is beginning to emerge to those who have been following the conflict closely. With winter looming, Russia is once again launching broad-scale attacks on Ukraine's energy grid. Russia appears to be dusting off its playbook from last year. The logic they have is, essentially, if they cripple the infrastructure and plunge Ukrainians into a devastating winter, it could tilt the war's balance. This grim scenario is making Ukraine more desperate than ever for foreign aid as it looks to shore up its infrastructure and also get its hands on more air defense capabilities. Now, as dark as it might sound, the ongoing Israel crisis could indirectly become a lifeline for Ukraine. As we've already discussed here on the PDB in previous episodes, there's been a growing hesitation, especially 
from among some Republicans about continued aid to Ukraine. Yet, they're much more receptive to sending aid to Israel in the aftermath of the weekend's attacks. Enter the Biden administration and some influential members of Congress. They're now mulling a strategy, tie aid for Israel to new funding for Ukraine in the hopes of pushing through funding for both. This strategy has the backing of the administration and a couple of pro-Ukraine Republican legislatures. Look, now is not the time for the U.S. administration and Congress to waver in their support for allies, those battling Putin's invasion and those battling terrorism and hate from Hamas, Hezbollah, and their sponsor, Iran. Now, President Biden has taken some heat for waiting a few days before getting out front of the American people and the globe to respond to the Hamas attacks. But his comments yesterday were strong and clear in support of America's Democratic ally in the Middle East. The only thing missing from Biden's statement was Iran. One could argue that the president missed an opportunity to clearly explain the culpability of Iran as the overlord of Hamas. As intel is gathered and assessed over the course of the next days and weeks, there will likely be a growing body of evidence pointing to Iran's direct support and assistance in the plotting and preparation for this weekend's brutal attacks. And at that point, the U.S. and its allies will need to make some very difficult decisions in how to deal with the Iranian regime. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Wednesday, 11 October. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.